And we are live. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Connected People Change, the online show, the online live show done by the Change Tribe. And I am David Papa, host of the show, and with me is Nikki Finucane, the chief game changer at the Change Tribe. Hello, Nikki. Hi, David. How are you? Yeah, feeling good. Feeling good. Happy to be here. And we have an interesting show today. Why does some work drain you and some work energize you? And we are going to get into that. We just want to let everybody know that the Change Tribe is exists to help those game changers, those radicals, those believers in a better way, get the tools and resources they need. Our loving intention is that each of those people that want to create a more loving and beautiful world finds the way to be their true selves and shine through their work and through their business so that we're all in this together and we're using business as a gigantic force for good in this world. That's how I'd say it. How would you say it, Nikki? So I think I, I, yes. And I agree to all of that. And, you know, it is a deep passion for us to help everyone be the, the most impactful, glorious, brilliant, creative selves that they could possibly be. And we know we work with a lot of different fears and, you know, different things that maybe sometimes hold us back. So it is our loving intention to help people work with that, not ignore it, but use it for their greatest good, for the greatest good of all. And, you know, you're right, David, we want business to be a place of love because we got to spend a lot of time there. Why not make it loving and fun and glorious and joyful while we do it? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. So that's if that's you, if you resonate with that, great. Stick with us. You can check us out at thechangetribe.org. And let's jump into the show topic to now. Why does some work drain you and some work energize you? I was excited to talk about this because it's not as simple as I like certain things so that it they excite me. I don't like certain things. So it drains me. You know, that that's, that's just a kind of one level of this. So uh, do you want to take the first shot, Nikki? First of all, why is it important to even ask this question? Why does some work drain you and some work energize you? I think it's important to one, ask the question of ourselves and to really take a look at it because it's, you know, it's the cause of a lot of, a lot of our dis-ease in the world today. Like how many people do we know that have been through burnout, are going through burnout, or, you know, it gets even worse than that. So I think that's a big part of the reason it's so important to ask that question. It's also important to ask the question and to check in with it as often as we possibly can because when we are energized, we are operating at a higher frequency. We're operating at a more impactful level day in, day out. And we get to go home to our families, our loved ones, and have a much better time with them because we're not dragging on the ground and, you know, exhausted from something that should actually be fun because we got to do it a lot of hours a week. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me about this idea of, you know, everybody has the same amount of time. I used to talk about this in, uh, in when I, in leadership trainings, you know, as I would talk about don't do time management, do energy management. 
you know, because everybody has the same amount of time. You have to, everybody has 24 hours in a day. Now, granted, you know, your day fills up, everybody's days is filled with different things, but one hour is one hour for every person on the planet. So if you have one hour to work on something, you know, what's going to, it's not, it's not about just spending that hour of time. What kind of energy are you bringing is, and is showing up with you in that hour? Because the type of energy you have is going to vastly change what is able to get done in that hour. And this is how some people can kind of, you know, speed up time or slow down time, you know, just basically seem like get themselves more time because they're actually in an energy zone that is completely aligned with them for that hour. And it's just so much higher quality work. And as you say, more fun can happen, you know, in that hour than when we're playing outside of our natural energy states. Yeah. And I think you're right, David. I mean, you know this very well, having been my business partner for some time now, despite the fact I am a qualified accountant, how much do I hate and get <laughs> de-energized or drained by our finance work, right? Mm, mm, mm. Freaking VAT returns. <laughs> <laughs> what a system. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like that's a great example of that energy and the risk that I put myself in when I have to live in an energy zone to do that work. Now, of course, it has to be done. The, the government wants their VAT returns done, right? And they want us to pay all that money. But actually, how can, and, and the question is, should I, which is also why we outsource it, but should I be doing that? That is right. another question because it can, or how do I do it in a more energized way? Yeah. So I think that is, you know, for, for outsourcing is definitely a great option for a lot of these types of things that are really draining. But the, that second question you had there is really important for everybody listening. As we get into this draining tasks and why things drain you and we, you know, maybe check in with some draining tasks, that question of how can I do this thing that seems like I have to do it in a way that actually doesn't drain me as much, or maybe even can energize me. There is so much room in the how, you know, people are very often looking for, you know, they, they want to do, they want what they do to be different, but there's not as much flexibility in the what for most people as there is in the how there's so many ways you can creatively approach a task, you know, and maybe we can get into some of those, but we, it, that's where your, your much more choice, much more power of choice happens to you in, in a how how you, you approach your day, how you approach that hour, how you approach those things you need to do. So, so yeah, so it's important because this is going to affect your quality of life and the quality of your work. It's going to affect your time at work and it's going to affect your time outside of work. You know, so this question of drains and energizing, this, this is, you know, this is very useful. We're going to have on our website very soon this, this free tool called the Energy Audit where you can go deeper into this work as well. So you can go through a series of exercises. In fact, you know, on our, to our email, the people who are subscribed to our, to our resources, you know, they receive the mini energy audit in the email as well. So this is a, this is an opportunity for you to really do like a take with yourself, really check in with yourself to see where your drains are and where your, where your energizers are, because it really has a huge impact on what your, what your life feels like. It feels like it has a huge impact on your happiness and the quality of your output. So with that being said, why does do some tasks drain you? I mean, there's obviously the 
I just don't like to do it. I find it super annoying or I don't think it's, you know, I don't feel like it should have to happen. Like maybe fat returns, you know, but there, there's more reasons. There's more actually subtle, complicated reasons. Uh, do you want to talk about your experience with it, Nikki, or, or any ideas you have on there? Yeah, I would love to, you know, it's one of my favorite topics. Mm. So, you know, a few years back now, I was introduced to one of the key frameworks that we use in the change tribe called the GC index. And it really starts to measure that sense of energy for impact. So as you said at the top of the show, David, I am the chief game changer here at the change tribe. You are our chief strategist here at the change tribe. There is no secret. It aligns to our natural energy spaces. So there in the GC index, their research has started to understand where we expend that energy for maximum impact. So what what is our zone of greatness? It's part of our zone of greatness, right? Understanding that. Layer in your skill stack and we start to really understand and deepen that zone of greatness. Now, that all sounds easy, having a formula. It's integrating it every single day that becomes the difficult thing and you said it before it's not as simple as just I don't like this task because let's be honest no one likes doing their VAT returns or tax returns or anything like that although maybe our accountants do (laughs) but it's about starting to tap in how do you show up when you're doing those tasks right what emotions are running wild and unseen or un not felt properly when we're doing those tasks. So as you know, I think I'm a great example. I am a qualified accountant who freaking hates finance work. And I spent 10 years of my career doing finance work. I showed up angry. I showed up frustrated. I showed up annoyed. And um, amongst many other emotions that were in there, I started to lose my hair. So now we get into the physical impact as well as the emotional impact of what this energy and what's draining you and what's energizing you really means. So I started to lose my hair. I'd come up in weird rashes all over my face without having changed makeup or cream or anything. You know, for me, the impact was extremely great. So what did what was then the ripple impact of that? I became known as difficult to work with. Now that's not true. I'm a freaking delight. But it was because I was not working in my energy zone. And of course, there was a point in time where accountants can't be creative. Not entirely true. Let's look at Enron, shall we? <laughs> like, so it's that none of that is true that accountants can't be creative, right? Because there are plenty of creative accountants I know who are extremely talented, who actually love what they do, who are energized by analyzing the the patterns, the trends, the data, those sort of things, right? Because and joining lots of different dots as well. So when we look at what energizes you or what drains you, it's not as simple as I don't like it or I love it. It's because even tasks that we love can also drain us if we're not managing that energy. Mm. Okay. So what I heard was that the emotional component is a big factor. It's not just our preferences about what tasks we like. 
the oh there's grumpy bear there's grumpy bear the emotional so can you explain that a little bit more so you had all you had all these emotions like anger frustration and you, you know mentioned a few others that you were showing with was with you when you were doing this work that and you're saying that like those emotions were existing because it wasn't aligned with you they were kind of like a signpost that it wasn't aligned with you is that how you were seeing it yeah it's it's absolutely how i was seeing it, it, it and you know i would wake up thinking man i don't want to go to work today this sucks and oh i've got to do that again another freaking report and you know i have a certain amount of strategist energy so i have energy to do some of that but i can't live there for extended periods of time mm. so and and this is where the gc index the framework the language starts to uncover that and we can start to connect the emotions the behaviors how we show up to all of this and start to understand where should i be playing for the greatest impact it also you know, neatly aligns to starting to be your passion, you will uncover your passion much faster. So when I moved into project and program work for change and transformation for organizations, actually some of those negative emotions started to go away. I got known as being someone who is a delight to work with and is really super passionate about what they do. It doesn't mean that I was mispopular all the time, but what it meant was the quality of what I did, what I brought to the table, the impact I made was seen, felt, and heard through the organizations and the clients I started working with. Whereas in my finance capacity, the place that drained me, those tasks that drained me, I wasn't seen for the impact I could make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's a couple things here. I mean, there's this, first of all, there's probably a lot of people out there who are receiving difficult feedback about their work product. Right. And the, you know, that feedback is, is, you know, maybe you're a leader, maybe you're just starting out, but so, you know, someone's telling you how you could be doing it, be doing better. And maybe that feedback is, you know, it gets attributed kind of to, at the personal level, it gets attributed to the person, like you could be doing this better, you're, you know, but maybe what you're saying is if we're not in our natural energy zone, then also other people's perceptions of us is going to be kind of like at, at a lower level than if we were in our natural energy zone, because we'll, we won't be you know, shining as much as creative as we, as we would normally be. We won't be just en as energized. We won't be putting, you know, sh showing up in that way that just makes other people be like, oh, wow, look at that person. You know, so there's, there's kind of like a whole like kind of energetic impression that we're giving other people, whether we're in, in aligned with ourselves or not. And other people may be reacting to that in, you know, and so they're, so feedback. Yeah. So their perceptions of us, this is affecting people's perceptions of us as well as our own quality of life and our own work product. And, but, but, you know, this, what I'm hearing here is, I guess, and what I'm hearing here is that these emotions, you know, what I'm thinking about is Maybe it's it's not the task actually causing the drain. It's the difficult emotions in the system that's causing the drain because that's it's actually, you know, difficult emotions in a system shows that your system feels 
I am not okay with what's happening. You know, the system is trying to stop, escape, fix, get you to do something that that attempts to change or control what's going on in your environment, like what you're experiencing. So frustration, anger, you know, disappointment, discontent, you know, these are, these are all signs that your system is saying like, something is not okay here. You know, I'm, there's some type of threat. Now the, so we, the, the, absolutely we need to listen to that. We need to absolutely go look at the emotions. But then I heard you say that we can also kind of resist though. It's, this is a form of resistance. You know, all these negative emotions are a form of resistance that come up to what we're experiencing. And so we, we listen to that resistance. And then sometimes we'd be like, oh yeah, cause this isn't aligned for me. I need to go do something else. That's what these emotions are telling me. But also sometimes what you, what I heard you say is that we can resist and have difficult emotions about things we actually like to do, about things we actually love. And I agree with that. I've also, I've experienced that, you know, and for example, you know, I love, I love performing, you know, I love being on stage and I, I perform improv comedy with a group in Prague, you know, once a month, I've been doing it for years. Sometimes we have two shows a month, month, but it took me, you know, before I was performing, it took me a long time to get myself to try it. It took me a long time to get myself to, to meet the people, get a class, you know, start seeing if I could perform. Like I had huge resistance to this thing that I, I kind of knew I would love. And it took me a long time to, you know, get going in that. So that's just one example, you know? So it's more complex, it sounds like, than, you know, just certain things feel good or not, or negative emotions, difficult emotions mean you should stop a thing. So maybe you can unpick it, uh, unpack it, you know, a little bit more for us about what's going on here. So, I mean, we, well, we've been working with this a lot in our work together. Even the things that you love can drain you, particularly when we're operating from a fear place. So, you know, let's use my example, right? So again, we go back to our language and our framework of the GC index and my natural energy for impact is game changer polisher. So let's just share quickly what that means. So as a game changer, I am about all of the crazy, wild, transformational possibilities. You know, my natural state of being, and my husband jokes about it constantly, can't walk into a room without transforming it in some way, shape, or form, right? <laughs> Whatever is going on in the room. My polisher is my innovation energy, that need to, or that desire, that passion to actually make things better, right? So, and... And just adding the third loop in there, my surname Fanukan actually means transformation. So, <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of links going on there. But but let's look at let's look at the framework for go back to the framework. So if I am in a fear based state, right? So back to those emotions that you were talking about, my polisher can activate in a way that actually drives me to overwork because I want to make everything better. And it's my action space. So I want to make everything better. I want to fix everything. And of course, that can be draining. Even though I love doing those things, it's noticing the emotion as my internal GPS that goes with it as that guide that, hey, what's going on here? Am I operating from a place of 
constant improvement and iteration and not perfection because my polisher in its fear state, when the fear comes up, when that anxiety comes up, when that worry comes in or that not good enough comes in, I start to operate and do more action, more action, more action from my action space and more fixing, more fixing, more fixing, which again, the behavior that will show up is I am very critical. So when I start to connect those two, what I start to see, because, you know, the, the, the other warning sign becomes I'm getting tired. I'm getting really tired now. So those are my warning signs. This is my GPS to go, oh, hold on. What space am I really operating from? And so if you notice that there's fear there, it's actually fear underneath some type of fear underneath driving the bus or some anxiety, maybe some pressure from a deadline, maybe some anxiety of wanting to do a really good job or something even, or maybe just overwhelmed from a whole lot of tasks or who knows why the fear is there. And then, so if that fear is there, it's, it's even tasks you like doing, it now pushes you into over, overuse of them, you know, and that can create the drain. Uh, yeah. So again, we're back to the emotions. It's not about the task itself. It's about the emotional experience you're having and understanding what that emotion, those emotions are telling you, because it's telling you why that situation is draining you, why that situ situation is energizing you. Now, also one implication here is, you know, so that means that, that means, let's say, you know, you like improving things. I don't, you know, so let's just say you like editing, for example, you know, editing. So editing some, somebody's writing. So it's not, so in certain situations, the editing might be energizing for you. When you're not in fear, when you're in, you know, your, your calm, relaxed, open space, that editing might just be a task you look forward to on your list. But then let's say you're in overwhelm mode, you're in fear, and that's actually underneath and what's driving your behavior. And you've been, you know, editing a whole bunch of stuff or you're trying to improve a whole bunch of things. And now all of a sudden that edit editing task becomes a drain because of the underlying emotion, not the task itself. So, you know, am I understanding what you're, what you're saying here? Yeah. So for many of you out there, like let's let's use the editing and let's say you have to give a big presentation. So you're editing your slide deck, right? Now, if the fear of, oh my God, I am like going in front of the C-suite and I'm asking for money, if the fear pops in that, holy crap, I don't know if I'm good enough for this, what is normally a joyful task and actually normally could be quite calming for you because you you then go into that, oh my God, no, 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 it has to be perfect because I'm going to go in front of all these people. I'm not going to be good enough. <laughs> and the panic takes over. So again, back to, this is like our early warning system, our GPS to tell us what is for us and what is not for us and how to use it to understand if I keep doing this, am I going to get drained? Because you will start to resent that presentation. You will start to resent your your situation that you're going into and the spiral will begin. So yeah. it's fine. It's starting to find that, you know, zone of greatness of all of the factors and using it. So I think that's the important part, starting to use it to then live your work so that you can have energizing work. Now, I was chatting with a friend of mine the other week and 
he had a very challenging meeting first thing that wasn't in the diary. So it came out of the blue at him. And he, knowing his GC index profile, knowing how his zone of greatness works, he he had to walk away from that meeting, process the emotions that were attached to it. And he happened to process it through doing a little bit of polishing of a presentation he was creating for a potential client. And he got great joy and uplift from that after having had a very, very difficult conversation thrown at him first thing in the morning. He was able to then re-energize himself from his most natural place. And it's become integrated and organic for him. Oh, that's just how I can actually make myself feel better, feel like I've achieved, feel like I've accomplished, feel like I've actually made a difference and an impact and feel good that I am, my loving intention is to deliver a great conversation with this potential client. Mm. Okay. So in that situation, you know, someone knows the type of energy they like to spend it in and they're using it to help them process a difficult experience that they had. So in, in that in that situation, there's something that was draining and difficult. Now they're swinging themselves into a, a more energized state by using their. In this, you know, the this person knows the, which energy of the five in the GC index is their most important one. So they're using that to pull them back into look their more natural state. Yeah, yeah. That that's very that sounds very useful. It seems though that you know what we're kind of saying is you know because I imagine that editing the slide deck situation. If the fear wasn't there, if there was no fear there, that editing task could be like, oh, I can't wait to show them this. Oh, I'm going to put this in because I'm really excited to show them this. And, exactly. and it's, a whole different, it's a whole different outcome. It's a whole different experience from, you know, in doing the task. So really what we're saying here is that fear, if there's some, if there's some resistance, if there's some drain there's probably some form of fear floating around, probably some form of deep internal sense of I'm not okay that's flo that's floating around inside of you. And actually, the way to switch yourself into a more energized state is to find that, look at that, see that, understand that, work with that so that you know, is it is it giving me a message that means I need to actually make a change? And okay, I make the change and now I'm in a more... Now I'm in a better state. Like that guy decided to actively do his polishing work. He got into a better state. Or is this fear a trigger throwing up some resistance just because it's scared of something? And now I've turned something that could be good actually into something that feels like crap. You know, and it's not the task itself, it's the fear underneath. It's the energy underneath. We're basically saying, I think what we're basically saying is why does some work drain you and some work energize you? Your emotions, your emotional landscape. That's the answer to that question it's not about it's not about the task it's about understanding the emotional work that's going to make the huge difference for people in how they navigate their work it, so let's take a look at my favorite finance things right cuz as you well know because you've had to put up with it when i you know fridays is finance day so when i do our finance work i get so agitated right now what's playing out it reminds me of a space that I didn't used to love that wasn't my right fit, right? So how do I make it better now? 
okay, well, I, we, I still have to do it. I still have to take care of our finances and, you know, speak with our accountants and our bookkeepers and whatever. But now I do things like I dance beforehand or I made sure I've written because, you know, my energy is creative and innovative. So I make sure I write beforehand. So I'm coming into a more challenging task from a place of love and, you know, I make it a bit of a game now to, when I do the finance work. Like what games can I play to make this more entertaining for myself? And, and I, pl I play a game as I'm doing it to just make it easier on my system. But it is also recognizing, you're right, the emotions because doing finance work reminds me of a time where I didn't enjoy the work that I do versus now. I love what I do. I love our loving intention behind the work we do. I love working with the people we work with and I love seeing people shine. So it's a very different space to come at it from and knowing that the finance work I do for us is attached to creating a more beautiful world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are some great examples of the how of, you know, some creative ways to for how you can approach a task to create a change for yourself. And we've talked about also learn to do some emotional work. You know, that's another tip takeaway for people. Learn to do the emotional work, understand what your emotional system is doing, pay attention to your emotions because that's what your energy is doing. Your emotions are what your energy is doing. <laughs> that's, that's like the, you know, being energized is, is actually an emotional experience. Being drained is actually an emotional experience. Your emotions are what your energy is doing. So learn the emotional work at the change tribe. We are super big on the emotional work. And actually, if you want to uh, learn how to do emotional processing from the perspective of helping you stay in your zone of greatness, and you want to define that zone of greatness so that it's really clear for you, we have a small group experience called the Circle of Greatness. And you can find out about that at thechangetribe.org, where you can, you can join us for an eight-week program where you will be able to know exactly what your zone of greatness is and how to stay there and how to process any difficult emotions that come up as you, um, as you encounter, as you stay in your zone of greatness and do your, your best work. Now, the only thing we haven't mentioned is, you know, maybe for a future show, but even another reason that loving work, the work you love can feel draining is that when you're expanding yourself, when you're actually putting yourself out there and taking the risk of being who you really are and showing the world what you really care about and doing the work you love and saying what you really want to say, you're going to encounter some parts of yourself that are scared about that and have resistance to that. You're going to encounter your own box that you're holding yourself in, your own edges, your own boundaries. And so even in attempting to, for example, do work that's in aligned with your purpose or even in doing staying in your zone of greatness and expanding, you know, what you're capable of expanding, what you're doing, you're going to encounter some of that drain, but even if the work is a match for you because of the fear that gets kicked up. So that's why it's so important to, to do learn this emotion, the emotional work. If you want to have, if you want to be your, your most impactful self and it, why it's important to find some type of tool like the GC index, the one we use that gives you a map for where, you, where your natural energy is. So you have something to lean on in a, in a tough moment. Okay, I, I know I'm a 10 out of 10 strategist. You know, this is me, the 10 out of 10 strategist. So if I'm feeling confused about something, if I'm feeling unsure how to act, if I'm feeling, you know, like I'm stuck, I'm drained, you know, maybe I should spend some time 
trying to make sense of some ideas, put some stuff in a structure, organize things in a way that I understand and can see the big picture of it and understand the why. You know, that's then something that reorients me. And I know that re that reorients me because I'm a 10 out of 10 strategist. So yeah, these are the kind of things that are available for, for everyone out there. Please, you know, try them, experiment with them, you know, see what see how they work for you. It's particularly pay attention to that emotional piece. Pay attention to where you're really thriving when you feel like you're in your zone of greatness. Uh, check out the changetribe.org for that free energy audit that'll be up there soon. And yeah, thank you very much for listening to this. I hope that you found it helpful and a new perspective. Nikki, do you have some final words or anything you want to share with people as we close out the show today? I think, and I'm sharing this from my heart because this is how I felt a long time ago. And actually, I would like for my wish would be for others to not have to feel it. But if you are getting that challenging feedback from your work, if you are feeling uncomfortable or, you know, you're not showing up how you want to. Maybe unvalued, I, unseen. Like this. Um, yeah. yeah. Like if you're feeling that way, I see you. And I, I've been there and I understand that. And please know that you are freaking great. There is so much freaking greatness in you. Please just know that. And it may take time to process it as it did for me, but know that you are more than worthy of doing incredible, amazing things. And you can, I promise you, you totally can. And I wish more people had said that to me. And I wish more people had seen that, particularly leaders that I worked with. Now, I have some very favorite, very dear, very special leaders I've worked with, and they did see it, but not everyone could. And they helped me move down the path that I am now on. They helped me move from a place that I didn't love being. They helped me understand my skill stack and how it could be translated in lots of different ways. All of that is available to you too. You just have to believe in you. And we do. We know you're great. Oh, beautiful. Do you hear that, everybody? I hope you let that land. I hope you really let that land with you. Really take that in. And that actually brings us to the topic of our next show, which is, is about trusting yourself. You're really feeling that greatness in you and actually really. So that'll be our next show. So tune in for that. And we really appreciate you watching this and listening. Thank you very much for spending your time with us and all the best to you. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, David. Bye. Bye.